for 2023. I know what's right. I got just one life in a world that keeps on pushing me around, but I'll stand my ground and I won't back down. Tom Petty. Initially rejected by his label, the Tom Petty album Full Moon Fever is finally released on this day in 1989, the first credit to him as a solo artist. It is rejected because label head Irving Azoff says he doesn't hear a hit on the record. The record contains hits like Free Falling and I Won't Back Down. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast, a weekly music discussion podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, before I uh, intro in Eric, thanks Chasing Dragonflies for the raid and Petona. I saw the raid in, in the Chasing Dragonflies uh, stream. Thanks everyone uh, for tuning in. After that lengthy intro, Eric, how are you tonight? I am doing well. It's great to see all you raiders, my our little Vikings raiding <laughs> our Vikingers. Um, I'm doing well, man. That was an awesome opening quote. Like, who does not love Tom Petty? I know Tom Petty, man, just like his songwriting is just, it's just out of this world. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So we're, yeah, we're a weekly music discussion podcast. We're just going to talk about music, but before we get into that, Eric, what is your drink of choice for this week? So, uh, I picked up a special little treat, which I love, and I'm going to say these flavors and you're going to think, how do they work together? But they really do for some reason. Um, so this is from Ace Brewing. I, uh, I've i had these guys on the podcast before. They're at a Courtney, BC, which is just north of where I am. Uh, this is World's Collide uh, Coffee Lager. So it is a roasting coffee company up in uh, Courtney called Royston Roasting. Uh, and they've teamed up with Ace Brewing, kind of like what they did here in Nanaimo with uh, White Sales and... Uh, Oh shoot! What the heck? Regard, uh, regard coffee. That's thank God I remember that. Um, so this one, I'll read the back. Two different nectars of uh, salvation blended to create the ultimate uh, libation of stimulation. Royston Roasters created a custom roast of Ethiopian and Brazilian coffee beans that was steeped in a unique lager brewed at Ace Brewing, uh, a Belgian pilsner. Honey and uh, victory malt lead to delicate notes of fresh bread, cracker and biscuit, complemented by melon flavors with hull and mental holland hull huel <laughs> non hops. That was a weird that was a hard word to say. Oh, uh dark chocolate, cherry, and pineapple flavors. Ooh, so wonderful, actually. It sounds very like a lot going on, but it's it's like it's almost like tropical, but like like I could drink this in the morning in like Hawaii or something. Uh, I see. Yes, 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 mm -hmm. yes. Because it's got like a coffee flavor to it too. Oh, it's it's so good. Oh, nice. It's just so good. Okay, okay. Um, all right, let's let's talk about some music. I know Eric, we typically start with you uh in terms of what you've been listening to, but I feel like I just need to talk about the concert that I just came back from. Mm -hmm. uh, so Chasing Let's... Dragonflies and myself, we went to the Covet concert at Lee's Palace. Uh, we actually played at Lee's Palace a long time ago. I gotta say it's mm -hmm. maybe 15 years, maybe? Yeah, it was a long time. It's a long time ago. Uh, but I just remember, do they still have that like bar of just yes. like grossness? Oh my <laughs> god, nothing has changed in that in that place. Uh, uh, yes, nothing has changed. It's mm. crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we went to go see Covet. I do have the album here. Uh, so oh, we did nice. do uh, the review of uh, Catharsis, their brand new album last week. Uh, besides that, it's very nice. Very, I like I like the nice. art on this one. Um, mm. But man, uh, Yvette Young is such a phenomenal guitar player. Like mm-hmm. the record is great, but live, oh my god, she's just like jumping around on stage and just like finger tapping everything. It's the most That's... insane thing. Well, I was very surprised with that little clip it that you sent on the Discord. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, like the sound quality is like tight. Yeah, they're like, so good. They're tight yeah. as a band, and especially for a band like that, you would think it'd be because they're they play complex stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that it would be hard, but that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And the room was packed. I'm pretty sure it was like sold out. You couldn't move in the room. Like there was no space. There were too many people. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't I don't remember if you know uh, if you remember Lee's Palace had set up, but the back room, mm-hmm. the green room for the the artists, there's no back door there. So all the musicians have to go through the front front door <laughs> yeah. and like walk through the crowd. So like Yvette Young did walk right past me in the front because I was sort of at the side. And she just like mm. passed right by with like a hoodie on and just tried to get through the crowd as quickly as possible. It was pretty fun. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That, that, and you know what? That would be a perfect venue for them. Like in yeah. terms of like just the sound and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, ben, how's it going? Uh, Temple of the Dog. Oh, the, the, the band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a, actually a great album. Mm. Maybe one day. One day, if we go back to doing old albums, then we'll uh, we'll probably start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Start reviewing old albums like that. Um, okay, so that's that's my thing. Uh, Eric, what have you been listening to this past week? So I actually haven't been listening to a lot. Like I've been trying to listen to this album, uh, which we'll talk about uh, uh, later on here. And I'm very curious to see what you think of this. Uh, but uh, so there's two singles that came out, uh, one by Danko Jones. Ooh. uh which was guess who's back and it's like it's typical Deco jones line like the first line guess who's back <laughs> like it's just so like <laughs> it's so simple but it's so good uh it's very heavy i think it's great uh and one of my favorite bands hailing from austin texas sam pace and the gilded grit released a single called fake it so it's a funky blues riff uh it's it's kind of like a cool like he does this like uh like this funk rhythm with like a wah pedal but it's like it's like in like 16th and 32nd notes and it sounds just so sick like it's just like like it just sounds so good and he does it so well nice so uh i that is the, the only two singles uh new singles i've been listening to uh other than that like i i actually can't stop listening to that u2 album songs of surrender it's uh, just like so, i can't i just can't stop yeah it's such a good record i mean mm-hmm. definitely flaws but such a good record yeah um okay anything else anything else you've been listening to that's it man all right um let's get into some of the music news i don't think we're gonna get through everything so i'll i'll pick uh that's okay stuff. we never do i know <laughs> um but since we are going to be talking about metallica's uh brand new album there is one thing that i wanted to bring up on them so on um april 25th which is tomorrow i think 
at least when we're we're streaming this. Uh, Metallica will be the very first major rock band to release all 12 tracks uh, on the brand new album in ASL, American Sign Language. Uh, so in honor of National ASL Day, Metallica has partnered with Amber G Productions, an ASL interpreting company, and the Deaf Professional Arts Network to translate all their songs. Each of their music videos uh, will be updated to include these performances, which uh, is pretty cool. I, I always wondered, because like live shows, it makes sense because like you've got these mm-hmm. giant ass speakers that like you could feel the vibrations and then watching mm. the, um, the the sign language interpreters on stage, like that's pretty cool. Like I saw that at uh, a Lamb of God concert once. I was like, that's pretty sick. Like, I love that. Um, in, in terms of like, are they actually like signing the, like what the instruments are playing too? No, I think it's just the lyrics. Just the and lyrics. then once okay. it's, once it's instrumental, they're, I, I feel like they're just going to be like air guitaring or air like drumming along with the vibrations song. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay to get sort of nice. the beats right yeah um does do they like i really want to know do they like i know this may sound like a stupid question but i like do the uh signers actually have a way of like portraying the voice of <laughs> like yeah like, <laughs> like james Hetfield's just yeah, yeah. james Hetfield's, yeah <laughs> like, you know like, is there something like that? I don't know. I probably not. I I don't think <laughs> like just like go that far. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something like that. That'd be insane if like James Hetfield had like a specific like hand sign for his voice. That'd be so yeah. like, crazy. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I thought that was pretty cool, and I'm surprised. Like, actually, well, I'm not that surprised because like Metallica has more money than like any band in existence. So like they're the ones that are able to afford to do this. Um, yeah. But... I kind of feel like they're turning into like, like the Iron Maiden, like with the Iron Maiden oh, yeah. jet and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Cause like even, uh, even like recently Metallica bought that vinyl, uh, vinyl factory so that they can mm-hmm. print their own vinyl. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so like, why do you have this much money to just like buy a factory? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyways, uh, I think that's pretty cool. I I feel like more, I hope more bands do that. It just be Mm -hmm. just more inclusive and especially at live shows. Like it's, it's so Mm -hmm. cool to watch that. Um, in other news, and it's like completely unrelated, but uh, we did talk about uh, King Charles's upcoming coronation. Uh, well, mm-hmm. his uh, the musicians that will be performing at his coronation have finally been announced. The acts will be Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Andrea Bocelli, Take That, <laughs> <laughs> opera singer Sir Bryn Terfell. Uh, singer-songwriter Freya Ridings, and producer and pianist Alexis French. Uh, this is, unfortunately, the li- the only lineup they could muster because acts like Adele, Harry Styles, Robbie Williams, Elton John, and the Spice Girls all refused their invitations. Interesting. I feel like that's a weird lineup. Why? Like... K- Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Andrea Bocelli are... The least British people on this yeah. planet. Well, you have a 
you have an Italian in there. <laughs> that's just like that. Just everybody knows his one song, <laughs> which was in Step Brothers. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, oh my but, god, I don't like. How do you go about rejecting an offer like that? Yeah, like. I feel like this is bigger than like the presidential inauguration. Yeah, because it doesn't happen every four years. Mm -hmm. Like it only happens when someone dies. Like I, I just feel like it would be hilarious to go see like Katy Perry and then followed by like Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> like I just feel like that's just so like they're just two different classes of people. But also Lionel Richie does not scream British to me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> No, that like all like that's a strange lineup. Like he's gonna sing like "Hello" and "Brick House," and it's just like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh man! Chasing Dragonfly says uh, she would have rejected if asked to play. There's no mm -hmm. way we would definitely play if we were yeah. invited to play King Charles's coronation for King and Country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we were famous already, then maybe, but. Mm -hmm. As yeah. nobody's definitely would go. I'm I am so surprised that Elton John didn't jump on this. Like he's knighted. Like I feel like I he's a he has a duty to the crown. <laughs> know. You know, it seems blasphemous, right? Mm -hmm. It's weird. I can't believe so many like big acts actually rejected it. <laughs> Death to the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, do I really want to talk about this? Anyways, let's do it. Roger Waters is back in the news. So mm -hmm. on a previous, uh, podcast, we were talking about how he's, he was banned from his scheduled show in Frankfurt, Germany due to anti-Semitic allegations. Uh, well, it looks like he is going to show up anyways. No details <laughs> on what he plans to do, uh, but he did post on Twitter that he's still going to Frankfurt regardless of the ban. That's a bold stand. <laughs> like, what? I don't know what the rationale here is. Like, he got banned from, like, the show, from the city. What is <laughs> he trying to go? <laughs> I'm still going. Like, what's the point? Oh, like, what are they going to do to him, though? I don't know. I assume they can't, like, bar him from, like, the city slash the country. I assume he yeah. still is a free citizen in Germany. Because, like, what if he shows up to the show and they're like, we're not letting you in? And then, like, does he, you know, pull out his guitar and just start playing in the street for people and be like, 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 because I feel like you could do that. Like, you would be able to just, like, kind of coax the people walking into the venue <laughs> and be like, hey, everybody, come with me. That's I'm going to play you a free gig over here. <laughs> I'm sure they could arrest him for, mm -hmm. like, inciting a riot or something. Because just imagine if Roger Waters started performing on the street, giant crowds would show up. Absolutely. But but then it's just like, it's not technically a riot, though. <laughs> right? Disturbance of the like, peace, it's like then. A, it's like a concert. <laughs> you can't just have, like, a freaking concert without now like, there may the be permits. there may be like permit yeah like law like yeah. that kind of stuff but <laughs> um yeah so he's apparently just gonna show up in frankfurt germany and who... when is the show 
I don't know. It's sometime in like in a month or so. Okay, so in a month we're gonna revisit this and see what happens. <laughs> Roger Waters in jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, um, ooh, I do want to have a discussion about this because I think this might be interesting. But um, okay. Amazon's Prime Video has released a new feature called Dialogue Boost. It's an mm-hmm. AI-based feature that scans the video, identifies speech, and allows the viewer to crank up or lower the dialogue. So uh, not specifically for movies, because we don't talk about movies or TV shows, but Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of musical application, this could be interesting because I'm thinking now with this technology, you could say, hey, I'm listening to this song, but I can't hear the vocals properly. So AI, please boost the vocals on the song. Or Mm -hmm. to take it even further, hey, I can't hear the snare drum properly boost the snare drum or re- the snare drum is too loud on St. Anger by Metallica, <laughs> reduce the snare drum. <laughs> and then it evolves past volume. It could just be like, oh, I don't like how uh, the 40 hertz frequency is cut on this bass. Cut the 40 hertz frequency on this instrument. Yeah. And just like have a completely like custom mix for every song you listen to. Mm. That would be actually like, I'm on board with that. Yeah, because there are certain times where you listen to music and you're just like, like, why are there so much like heavy, like, like, like sometimes the vocals get drowned out so much that you're like, I don't know what they're singing. Right. And and you want it just like and it's not even like by slightly. You just want it a little bit higher. Right. So that'll be interesting to see if it actually like boosts it like big time or if you're able to play with the level. Oh yeah, I think I think the intention is to play with the level. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about this for music though. Like, I feel like it would be good for like us, like because like when we were kids learning how to play our instruments, oh, yeah. right? Like, like you're just like, hey, boost the the bass guitar. Yeah, and it would be like, I want to learn this bass line, but but I mean, like you have everybody has access to tabs now, so. <laughs> like so that's redundant but like sometimes ta- like there's a lot of times tabs are wrong yes right like i i don't know like like when you're playing like a quick show with somebody and you're just like i just need to look at the chords what is the chord progression you look and you're like what the hell is this chord like why is this in here <laughs> this is not the chord so i just don't know because like i'm thinking prince put out this album this song specifically this way so i mm-hmm. should be listening to it this way should i as the listener being like no it would sound better if there was more <laughs> guitar <laughs> it's funny because every time i listen to music with julia or she shows me a song that she likes she's like hey uh what do you think of this song i'm like it's good like i feel like you need to add like like a cool like baseline over this like it'd be cool and she's just like that's not the point <laughs> right but you're totally right like like the artist came with the song a certain way but as human beings i feel like we just can't help but just put our own input in there because i feel like if if i was to listen to the song like prince let's let's use prince as an example because you mentioned him right he comes out with like i don't know uh, what's that uh, 19 song that he has? Like 1990, 1999. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So 1999, like let's say, say he comes up with that song and you're just like, oh, I think 
like he should do this as a song. I'll probably have a different opinion. <laughs> like, no, I think he should do this as a song. <laughs> Right. So like in a way, everybody has their own unique version. Of oh my God. And then no one will know what the original mm. sounds like. Mm. People were like, oh, that sick guitar solo in that one song. And people be like, what guitar solo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I didn't hear a guitar solo. I just cranked up the bass <laughs> like every other like every other guy that has a sound system in their car cranks up the bass <laughs> in the car. And and I love it, too. Like when you go into these vehicles. And you're like, or, or like, I notice it more when I rent vehicles, like from like, like when we went to Hawaii for the honeymoon, mm-hmm. like rented this car and I turn on the, turn on the thing, find a radio station that we both like, which is unfortunately top 40, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so we put it on and then I look at the sound. That's like the second thing I look at. And it's always the bass crank to 10 and the treble minus 10 <laughs> and it's just like why why are you doing that yeah it's but 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 i i do get your point though because like you mix a song a certain way to have a certain feel to give that that you know the artist's perception of the song obviously because they've created it mm-hmm. but you're right you're gonna have all these people go around going be like i want to crank up the kick drum <laughs> or the hi-hat <laughs> you know Wow, this AI shit is getting out of hand. In other AI news, there is a band called Breezer who have recorded a new album under the name Al Alsis. Al A L S I S. They wrote and recorded an eight-track album called The Lost Tapes. The tracks are in the style of Oasis, and they used AI to add Liam Gallagher's voice to the songs. It is a o- Oasis album that they recorded <laughs> and used AI to put Liam Gallagher in it. See, that's that's right. I just feel like you just can't. You shouldn't be able to make money on that. <laughs> but they because wrote like... their original songs. They're completely original songs, original lyrics. They just got an AI to to sing the lyrics in the style of Liam Gallagher. And I took a listen to the first two tracks. It sounds like early '90s Oasis. It's like spot on. Really, it is so spot on that I'd be like, That's... "Yeah, this is Oasis. <laughs> this is early I feel, Oasis." I feel like this is gonna just like not only is AI gonna destroy the music industry, I feel like it's actually gonna destroy like a lot more than just the music industry because. Like, this is crazy. Like, I know, like, we talked with our mutual friend from Grown Up Gaming podcast, and he he thinks that we're all <laughs> bitter. But I just feel like you're losing, like, like it's like, did Oasis create that or did they not? <laughs> right? I know. Because it's going to get to a point where it's just like, well, did you create it or did you get an AI to create it for you? Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, because especially, like, these these musicians that get older, like, like uh, Aerosmith. Like I was listening to the radio, like they're going on tour again. I'm like, really? They're, Steven oh Tyler's still singing, <laughs> still singing, right? And it's like clearly Steven Tyler can't sing the way he used to. Like, there's right. just no, because I saw him about ten years ago, uh, Aerosmith, and and it was like uh, Cheap Trick open for them, and they're both <laughs> like these old bands, and then they go on like it was a good concert, but it wasn't like like a great concert, right? Because you're like these guys are old, they're out of their prime, right? Especially like. When you, I'm sorry, when you sing Dream On, which is probably your heavy hitting vocal yep. song, 
like literally like it was just did not do it justice live it's just like okay maybe like i understand you're getting older maybe try to change your avenue like go go a little bit acoustic or or you know what even if you do play shows like sure go ahead and play your shows but when you get to that age they're gonna start using ai to be like no i could i could sing the same way but did you sing the same way or was it you know ah man it's so crazy related topic a recent um a recent uh, survey conducted by a record label service and measuring company called ditto has found that 60 percent of musicians are already using ai in their productions to note, Ditto is typically geared towards indie artists, so they don't really have a hand like they don't really have a lot of major label artists or even indie label artists. It's very uh, like bedroom musicians that are signed to Ditto. Mm. Uh, but of the thirteen hundred artists surveyed, eleven uh, percent of them admitted to using it for songwriting. Twenty percent said they used it during the production process. Thirty percent confirmed they used it for mastering. Of the same group, 47% of the artists said they'd be happy to use AI for songwriting, uh, and 61% said they'd be comfortable letting it get involved in the music production process, uh, and 66% are on board with the idea of it doing mastering. Hmm. So even within like the artist side, they're more, uh, they're hmm. more inclined to actually be using AI as a writing or recording tool. I think like I I think technology has come a long way for for especially the music industry because if you look like and I was speaking about this like a couple episodes ago about Logic which is predominantly the DAW that I use, right? Uh, to record music. So whenever you would have these amp amps so like you have a choice you can mic up an amp amplifier right especially like if you have a sound that you like with your pedals and stuff like a lot of musicians will amp up like mic up their amps mm -hmm. and they'll record that sound some people decided like and i feel like this was back like maybe 10 15 years ago right because th this technology has come out like, I feel like there's been a significant advance since we started to actually play music and record. Uh, so th they would have like what they call like preamps or plug-in amps uh, on the actual software. And you could tell that they're digitized. You could just automatically tell when you plugged in your guitar and you plug it right into the interface. So instead of having a microphone come out of the interface and recording your amp, you would just plug your guitar right into the interface and then you would select the sound that you wanted within the program however now these plugins sound so freaking real mm -hmm. they sound so freaking real which i think is amazing because the convenience of just like even though like we're having a kid soon right just knowing the fact that i can just plug in my electric guitar to the interface and still have a great electric sound mm -hmm. and not wake anybody up at home it's like phenomenal yeah right mm -hmm. like like i what i do is whenever i have training i have to go to the lower mainland in vancouver like there's a place called chilliwack right i go there and i usually bring my guitar and i bring my ipad which has the plugins in it mm -hmm. and i literally plug in my ipad to the guitar and i have headphones on and i just sit in my room and i just shred and literally like nobody can hear me <laughs> right i'm not keeping anybody up i can stay up as late as i want right 
So that is where like AI is, it works well. Like, I feel like it's like basic EQing of a song. Yeah. EQ, EQ the song because it is a little bit of a pain in the ass. Right. And, and I feel like certain things like EQ, adding limiters, adding compressors, it's, it's pretty much the same, like the same thing, slight tweaks there. But like, if you have an AI that just does it for you, or, or, and then you may tweak little things here and there, like it saves so much time. Yeah. Like within the mixing process. Yeah. Which I agree with, but writing the actual song, I just have a hard time with that. Yeah. Like, no, I do agree with you. Like the production aspect of it, it's like, it's so expensive to hire like a sound engineer to like do it properly and like spend the actual hours to like mix a song properly and master it properly. So like, and a lot of it's so mechanical. It's not even, you're just like hiring someone else to do it. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe AI has a place there where we could have some efficiencies, but like songwriting, like, that's a tough one. That that is a tough one because I just can't see like I I can never get a like I'm gonna use the quote from at the beginning of this episode. I won't back down. Right, mm -hmm. like great song, well written. There's like heavy meaning behind it, but I feel like it loses that meaning if an AI writes it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because then you lose that artistic perspective of like this artist went through something like i'll use a recent example like and and i may have said this before but uh the last city and color album like mm -hmm. I, I said this on the last episode like it was written pretty much as a eulogy for his best friend right so like i mean you get that like like when you hear that you're just like oh this this album has so much more feeling to it when you listen to the lyrics and do it like a deep dive of the album mm -hmm. or deep listen Right. But I feel like it's like, well, an AI wrote it. Right. I just gave it the feelings I was feeling and it just wrote. Like, I just feel like it's not the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The whole, the whole AI thing, it's like, it's getting, it's going to get out of hand and, you know, it's going to take over for sure. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I think it just makes the whole like, music discovery like to find a proper artist and proper music it's just gonna be so much more difficult when you have what is it 60 percent of mm. of musicians are willing to use ai to like with their songwriting like that's just gonna you're gonna yeah. get buried because they're gonna produce music so much faster yeah and that's and that's the thing that scares me right because you're just gonna get i i just feel like so i mentioned a while ago on this podcast that there's that app there or it's not even an application it's like a, a like a company that you can send like hey i want you to write me a song so let's say my host here kem is like i want you to write me a song about this girl i really like right and then he's like okay well tell me about her in a paragraph like that so you send i send him a bunch of words and then this guy's like in Nashville and he's writes me a song, but it's like a generic like song, right? Like typical pop chords. Right. Yep. And, and it's just, I, I feel like all those people are going to lose jobs now, <laughs> right? Because why would you hire this idiot when you can have an AI do it for you? Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's just it's, it's gonna take it's, over. It's a weird, like we're almost like in this weird transition, because like I was saying last episode, like like with live concerts, like what does this mean for live concerts? What does this mean mm-hmm. for? For like albums like are people even gonna like write albums anymore or are they just gonna write songs yeah i don't know man uh speaking of more ai stuff there's a new ai generated band in the metaverse they're called frostbike frostbite orc kings and they have just released a new song called guardians of time it looks like a bunch of characters from world of warcraft uh, but sonically, it sounds very much like Viking melodic death metal. So something like a Amon Amarath would would do. I took a listen to this. It sounds legit. Like really, it's definitely not original. Like when you listen to it, it's just like, oh, okay. So this is stolen from this band, and this is this breakdown. It's been done thousands of times. Like there's definitely like mm-hmm. no originality in it, but they combine the different elements together. But if you just look at the song sonically and structurally, it sounds really good. Hmm. It's That's hilarious. interesting. And it's all generated by AI. Yeah, all generated in AI. Wow. A bunch of programmers just like got the AI to build it up, create the characters, and it's all in the metaverse. See, like I'm I'm kind of like, you know, warming up to the idea of this whole metaverse concert thing. Because again, like with COVID, it kind of showed you that you didn't really need like, especially like when you get to a certain age and you're just like, you know what? I don't want to go out to a concert anymore. <laughs> like, especially because it's such a task. It's like such tasking on you. Like, why why don't I just watch it live from the comfort of my own home? Which is, which is fair, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not getting that full concert experience. I do recommend always go see a live concert mm-hmm. because it's, you'll never beat it. Um, but like, yeah, this, this metaverse thing, it's, it's convenient for people to listen to music. It's interesting how AI can create these songs and it still sounds good. But like the thing that goes in the back of my mind, what about copyright? Like, I feel like it's like, where do you, where do you draw the line with copyright now? Because I feel like without, with music, copyright has been this like weird thing since like the 50s <laughs> yeah since it like started right yeah it's like okay well you know what we can screw over all the uh you know blues musicians and like we'll we can screw them over right and then it's like okay well now we can't screw them over we'll, we'll do this but, but like i i remember taking a, a, a guitar workshop i know everyone my wife says, oh, it's a guitar camp. It's a music camp, right? But it's a guitar workshop. <laughs> and I took a songwriting clinic. And the pe- people said, like, if you write a song, they suggest with copywriting and stuff, like, you can pay, like, Conrad, or I think it's called. Um, it's like the know. Canadian, it's it's the Canadian, like, songwriting association. Oh, uh, so can. So can that's it. So can yeah. uh, I Conrad? I don't know why I said <laughs> Conrad. So can so like they they said like you can sign up and then pay the money, but another way around it is to mail the lyrics to you because then it's like it's time stamped right. when you when you do this or whatever. But then it's like okay, but now with this AI stuff, 
right? It's like, where, like, what if I wrote this riff and then this AI just generates it? And it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. can I sue that band now? Can you, can you sue the AI? Because <laughs> it's yeah. just a program. Yeah, man, I don't know. And back to your point of getting too old at the Covet concert, I definitely was like, I might be too old for this now. Because, like, after the first <laughs> two opening acts, standing there for, like, probably two hours at that point, I'm like, oh, my back hurts now. I'm getting old. I don't know is if I can loud? make it. Is it loud yeah, in is here? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when Covet's on stage and there's, like, uh, it's not a real mosh pit, but it's more like a jump pit. And I look over there, I'm like, I might be too old <laughs> to even get in there now. <laughs> I so when I went to Clutch recently, like uh, it's probably a couple of years ago now, but uh, I went with some people at work, and uh, the guy he's like in his mid forties, and he had he had earplugs in the whole time, and I was like, oh man! But then afterwards, I'm at the hotel room and you hear beep, <laughs> right? And I'm just like, oh, I wish I, I wish I had those earplugs. Yeah, no, you definitely need earplugs. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. This whole AI thing, I know it's going to take over and it's going to be like mm. the main producer of music. It's just like, it's sucky that it's just going to be more difficult to find like real music that you could connect to and not just music you put on in the background while you're doing chores and, or something. And that's the problem I have with it. Like simply put is that you're taking the emotion out of the music you're taking the story out of it. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, let's see. Where are we at with time? Um, you know what? I might actually have a lot to say about this next album. So, let's let's put a pause on uh the music news and um let's go on to this freaking album. Album review. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um so oh, this yeah. week, um I mean, it was inevitable that we're going to do this, but my favorite mm -hmm. band of all time, Metallica, have released a brand new album, 72 Seasons, is the 11th studio album by American thrash metal band Metallica. It was released on April 14, 2023. I'm pretty sure I don't need to give an intro to Metallica because they are one of the biggest bands ever, so... Here we go, Eric. Your your thoughts on Metallica's brand new album? Because I am, I am completely jaded about this band at this point, and I want some positivity in my life. <laughs> so, like, let, let's start off with like I've listened to Metallica albums before. Uh, obviously, we've we have reviewed the Black album on here mm. before, and we've reviewed the I think we've reviewed Saint Anger. Oh, did we do Saint Anger here? <laughs> I think we did. We did another Metallica album. I can't remember which one it was. This is like like the very we, like first. We did the Blacklist. The Blacklist. Yeah, yeah. Was the Blacklist. The, yep. And the Black yeah. Album. And then we did another album. We did another was Metallica it, album. Yeah. Okay. Was it Master of Puppets? Could have been Master of Puppets, but I think it was Master of Puppets. Anyways, we did another one. So, I mean, Metallica is one of those bands. It's like it's a heavy band. Mm -hmm. Um positivities i would give like i feel like it was well produced i feel like it was like the sound was good mm. uh like like what i love about metallica is just that driving just guitar like that rhythmic guitar 
like right the problem i had with this album is i feel like they shouldn't have maybe not have opened with 72 seasons <laughs> okay okay like with the album because i feel like it's a seven like it's almost like eight minute song almost yep. seven to eight minute song right and and i feel like that song like it's like all right yeah this is metallica like you can tell it's metallica and then it's like it just but it just kept going it just kept it just kept going and it was like the song that never ended um, and and to to add on to that point, this whole album has a bunch of false like false endings. Like there's so mm-hmm. many songs on this album where you think the song is about to end, and then they just keep going for another two minutes. Yeah, or or they do like a weird key key change. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm thinking like like I know 72 seasons does that for sure, um, and like I just felt this album had it had a drive, mm-hmm. right. But it was the same drive for the whole album. <laughs> there was nothing like there was nothing like you didn't have the uh, you know uh, nothing else matters kind of like feel like like there was no ebbs and flows in this album. It was just linear, right, 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 right. And and that's that's where I felt like I had a had an issue with it. Um, I feel like if I listen to the songs individually at each time i feel like i would have liked them better like i feel like 72 seasons is a good song but i don't think it's a good song at the very beginning of the album or the opener <laughs> or like like the, like i feel like the arrangement like even if you arrange the song i feel like the just that linear thing would still happen because mm-hmm. i i feel like every song on this album is the same beats per minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty close mm-hmm like, like I remember listening to this album being like, "Oh, is this song over? Oh, it's over. It's still continuing." <laughs> but, but it, it wasn't even done. Like, so for all you movie buffs out there, I feel like Michael Bay produced this album. Ooh, that's a good point, right? Because it was just so like blah that, and, like, I was actually listening to this like a lot. Because I wanted to find some good stuff to, to, to bring to the table. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try to make it a goal to convince Kem this is this is a good album, not a great album, right? A good album, but mm. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this album. I I think my without like thinking about it too much and structuring my argument, the first thing that comes to mind is the guitar solos on this album. The guitar solos by Kirk Hammett on this album are possibly some of the worst guitar solos Metallica has ever done. <laughs> I don't know what happened on on this record, but it all sounds like like Kirk showed up to the studio one day and said, oh, these are all the songs on the album. And he's like, okay, let me listen to it. He listens to it once, and then he picks up a guitar, starts just shredding. Yeah. Does two it's takes. Like, does two takes, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna take the best of those two takes." This coming like, from a gu- coming from a guitar player, it's like guitar soloing one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, like there's yeah. no like, there's no build up. There's no like, there's no like cohesion. There's nothing. It's just him, just like doing a pentatonic scale randomly, 
and then switches to some other part and just keeps improvising like his whole solo and puts like a bunch of wah on it. It's like this. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly like when I first started playing guitar and playing with you, like, like when we played in our band for the first time, like, I honestly, that's the thought that came into my head. I'm like, this is like the stuff that I would play when I first started playing with a band because I felt like it was just so basic yeah. that it was just, it was just like this, this has no feel to it. It's a, like, <laughs> like it was literally like, oh man. Like, I don't know why he chose to do like, take some time to like construct your solo like it's the only thing you're contributing to this band mm -hmm. like do something interesting but it's just all noodling and just like random guitar parts <laughs> like he would put the fast like shredding part at the beginning of the solo and then somehow go into the slow part at the end like it was insane like mm -hmm. the guitar solos on this record are terrible they don't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> it's maddening <laughs> Yeah. Um positives. Um, I do agree with you. Production on this album, they actually got it right this time. It actually sounds like a good record. Cause like mm -hmm. you can't that's not a guarantee for Metallica apparently with their million dollar budget. They can't sometimes they don't produce the record properly and it sounds like absolute mm -hmm. garbage. At least this one actually like was listenable. Um lyrics. James Hetfield's lyrics on this might be his best slash second best set of lyrics mm. that he's done on any metallica record he's he's become very much more in his sober life stage of life he's become very more like introspective and like like philosophical mm -hmm. on like what is happiness what is it to be depressed like he's going through a lot of like mental yeah. health like topics through these some of the songs some of the lyrics honestly were nursery rhymes like he was rhyming like yeah. stupid shit like sky and by like it was like very basic but that was like mm -hmm. few and far between uh for like the whole uh, scope of the lyrics I, I know what you mean like like he he definitely like i i found that with the lyrics was probably the best part of anything created in this album yeah. because uh, like, like the song screaming suicide, that was like a really heavy hitter. Cause it's like, yeah. it's like, wow, like this is actually like deep stuff that he's talking about. Yeah. Unfortunately in a very basic, <laughs> like basic musical stand. Yeah. I mean like, and James Hetfield is a wonderful lyricist. Like you look at albums like Injustice for All or Master of Puppets, like those are like masterclass in lyricism. Mm -hmm the record is deep in terms of what the lyrics say but like some of them is just like what is going on and then yeah and then as strong as the lyrics are on this record like melodically like nothing was like it was just shouting a lot of the times there wasn't like a, yeah yeah there wasn't <laughs> like a catchy for the most part there wasn't a like hook or a catchy melody line coming from the vocals there wasn't like mm -hmm. any of that it just all i whatever. i felt when i when i listened to this album it was like something a band would produce for their first album mm. like an indie amateur band right. producing their first album this is what it would be 
Yeah, and and to the point it being it sounding like a first album, like this album very much sounds like a combination of their debut album, which is Kill 'Em All, and then sort of their post Black album, like Load Reload. So like, it mm-hmm. still sounds like that sort of early new wave of British heavy metal slash punk sort of vibe to it, but then it also has like this more mid tempo, half time sort of heavier songs sort of mixed mm-hmm. in there. So like mm-hmm. I think they sort of try to capture some sort of like balance there. But man, the whole album is just so mid tempo <laughs> and I don't think Metallica's ever done like there's very few albums uh that Metallica has or not albums, but very few songs that Metallica has that's mid tempo that are actually like phenomenal. Like they mm-hmm. write really good heavy and fast songs they write really good heavy and slow songs they write really good ballads but mid-tempo halftime like mm-hmm. sort of like bluesy rock type of stuff is like not it's just it's not yeah, in the wheelhouse it's it's pretty basic yeah yeah uh and and that's the thing like i feel like when metallica comes out with their ballads and their hits it's like like as much as enter sandman is played over and over like and we've discussed this before like it is a good song yeah it's just overplayed yeah right but they're not coming out uh, like with that caliber anymore it's literally like like almost like a jock rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit a little bit Yeah, yeah yeah um right like like all i all i picture is Yo, bro, like, let's go to the gym, bro. Let's pump some iron, bro. Let's listen to 72 seasons, bro. Uh, like, that's all I picture listening to this album. And and I literally tried. I tried to find stuff that I was like, I'm going to try to convince Cam this good album, but I just can't. I just can't. Um, I'll add on to the positive pile. So Lux Eterna, which was their first single off yep. this album, that is a, like a grade A top tier mm. Metallica song. Like that's such a, I'm glad they chose that as the opener, like uh, single for this album, because mm-hmm. like at least there was something out there in the universe that said this album <laughs> could have been good. Right. Mm-hmm. Lux Eterna is like a great song. I think that should be in like Metallica set list all the time because I, I really mm. like that song. Um, and then towards the end of the album, uh, Too Far Gone, I think is maybe their second best song on this album. Yep. Room of Mirrors was okay. Like those two songs, I would say, were like pretty good. Um, and they definitely had like a new wave of British heavy metal influence with like their like harmony guitars. I really like that. That was like really good parts in there. But like outside of that, man, like mm. these songs just don't do it. It's just not good. It it was very hard to listen to this album front to cover yeah. each time because I found myself just losing interest every single time. And again, like I I stand by what I said earlier. I like this the this is it was almost like this album was like a bunch of songs that they've written throughout their career, and they decide like if they spread it out in their career and maybe added these songs to albums here and there, I feel like they would be perfect fits, mm-hmm. but like, you know, creating an album with this, I don't know. I just don't know. 
Yeah. And like, I hate to be like this Metallica fan who's always like poo-pooing on like the brand new Metallica <laughs> release, right? Like cause if you look at any, the past 20, 25 years of Metallica on the internet, like everyone shits on the brand new Metallica record. It doesn't matter how good it is. Like everyone has some, something to complain about. They're like, ah, oh, Kirk uses too much wah or like James Hedfield's yeah, yeah. pitch. Right. Or the snare drum sounds like shit. But like and I hate to be in that group of Metallica fans who can't Mm -hmm. like get over that. They're never going to be the master of puppets, the ride of lightning and justice for all kill them all. Like they're never going to be that band and black album. They're never going to be that band again. Like they are they are 60 years old now. They're never going to go back to that. Right. Like and. I don't want to be that fan that's like, no, this is my band and this is how they should always be. Like, but this yeah, this record just like there's nothing. There's nothing new that they're doing. And it's like it's uninspiring. Like and, and going back to like what I said about Aerosmith, like as much as he lost his vocal Steven Tyler, like you still watch him live, right? But it, like it's almost like Metallica should be like one of those bands now. It's like play your shows, people will still come out and see you. And they'll understand, right? Like you're you're aging, yeah. right? Like you can't do the same stuff as you can. So coming out with new albums thinking that they're gonna go big. I don't know. Yeah. Ben says they'll they release an album to tour. Uh that's his opinion. Mm-hmm. And the Saint Anger snare drum was terrible. And like <clears throat> I look at albums like Saint Anger or Hardwired to Self Destruct or Death Magnetic, like their their last three mm-hmm. studio albums. And I have for each of those albums, I have something really positive to say. And I'll tell any person who wants to get into Metallica, hey, these are the songs you should listen to off those albums. Like those are definitely albums I would not mm-hmm. tell anyone to avoid. This mm-hmm. one I would actually tell people don't listen to it outside of maybe Lux Eterna. Like there's no reason to listen to this album. Yeah. Like even St. Anger, the one album that everyone hates, I would tell them like Invisible Kid or The Unnamed Feeling, like go listen to those songs or listen to the um, Some Kind of Monster Mm -hmm. radio edit because like that song is phenomenal. It's just like six minutes too long. It's a it's a yeah. nine minute song. It should have been three minutes. So go listen to the radio edit of it. <laughs> like there's there's like positives in every single album, but this one, mm. it's like one, maybe two songs. Yeah. Like I, I again, it just sounds too linear. Yeah. It sounds too linear to me, and and this album is easily forgettable out of anything they've come out. Because I remember listening to Same Anger. Because you told me those songs to listen to, and I did, and I enjoyed them. But this one, it, I, as much like I feel like, yeah, the lyrics you can say, greatly written, mm-hmm. production, very well done. But everything else was just so. It was like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> it was just like explosions and no story, and it was like okay. Yeah, was it a good movie? I don't know. It was entertaining, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Eric, let's wrap this up because I can go on about yeah. Metallica forever. So final thoughts, ratings, <laughs> let's do it. Um, I was actually heavily disappointed with this album. Even like we didn't even talk about like the album art. I, I just felt like the album art was very like, it, 
like they could have done way better. The, my <laughs> eyes hurt looking at this. I know. It's like <laughs> you know when you see that one color, like a bright color, and then you look somewhere else, and then it's like you see like green or whatever. Like that's what I felt like this album's like. Yeah. Like even listening to it, <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Like um, I'm gonna give this a two out of ten. Oh my god. Oh my god, it hurts. It hurts so much. It hurts. And, and it sucks because I do like Metallica. I like not as much as you, but yeah. I do like Metallica. And like it hurts because I totally agree with you. I'm I'm gonna give it a three just because <laughs> there's two and a half one, s- one sympathy book. <laughs> there's like two songs on this record, two maybe three songs that I actually like. And I think mm-hmm. James Hetfield really dug in for the lyrics on this one. But that's it. There's nothing redeemable about this album. <laughs> it's going to be easily forgettable. Yeah. That's for sure. Like. <laughs> this is so sad. Chasing <laughs> dragonflies. Like, and this is why I, like, when Metallica <laughs> comes into town, I'm probably not going to see them for, for this this tour mm-hmm. because it's going to be new album heavy. Like, half the set list is going to be the new album. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit there and listen to half this album. <laughs> it's insane yeah you might as well go just put on transformers <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my heart my heart hurts this is my favorite band and i can't every album. it it sucks because they are a good band yeah and and this album should not define them yeah. at all yeah. like anybody listening to this podcast like there are so many things like, like I, I just like everything that they've come out. Like even the Blacklist album, like, mm. like it was good. Like I thought it was a cool idea, but like even having that many songs. Like I was talking about this with Ben the the other day, and we were saying how like you don't need like thirty two, yeah, you know, Enter Sandman covers on the album. Too many. Like, Too many. oh man. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, as good as some of those, co- like, covers were, it's just, yeah, I don't know. They need they're all money. about the, they're all about the money now, right? Yeah. They need so. to, they need to, for that vinyl plant that they just bought. Exactly. <clears throat> um, Ben's saying they're not even coming to Vancouver, which is weird. Uh, yeah, Metallica's sort of at that point where, like, they don't have to do, like, 300 days on the road. They literally... I think for this year, they're only doing weekends. Like, I don't think they're doing Monday to Friday shows. They're just doing a Saturday and a Sunday, going home, and then fly out to where they're doing Saturday. Sun- like, they're only doing Saturdays and Sundays, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to laugh if they get a spot in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Metallica at the Bellagio every so every Friday night. So sad. Okay. Anyways, that's our discussion on uh, Metallica's new album, 72 Seasons. Still a freaking, like, my favorite band. This album's not going to change my opinion of them, but, man, this record. This record's yeah. not good. Uh, for those of you who are following along with us every single week, the album that we will be discussing and reviewing will be In Between Thoughts, A New World by Rodrigo and Gabriela, um, acoustic guitar. Well, guitar duo, Mexican guitar duo. So it should be really, really good. Um, alrighty. 
let's wrap this up. Uh, we had no controversial statements. I mean, unless you really liked 72 seasons for some strange reason, then our whole like 30 minute conversation was all controversial, but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Uh, that is, uh, the Crossroads music podcast here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads music podcast. We're here every single Monday at 10 PM ET, 7 PM PT, uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple music, all the places where you get your podcast. Ah, I do enjoy talking about Metallica, but man, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like it's like a soft subject for you. Yeah. Because like like you love love it so much, <laughs> but like even their like album that everybody loves, like you have an issue with. So I feel like like it's almost like you and like like I said last episode, it's like you and the Leafs. Yeah, you know, I know. It's like this just like this emotional roller coaster. Yep, you cheer for it's a like team a... that's just never gonna do anything yeah. amazing. <laughs> Never. It's all ebbs and flows, like a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect way to end this. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and we will catch you all. Next time.